Uh, Lisa's got some sparkly stuff in her hair. Yeah, my daughter wanted to go get a hair tinsel installed. It turned into a mother-daughter event. Installed? Mm-hmm. Is this like, <laughs> in, is this like <laughs> yeah. embedded in your scalp? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you get they're installed? Like, they're like tape and extensions. I don't, understand, I don't understand anything about what's all. happening right now. Yeah, I have learned more about hair extensions in the last three seconds <laughs> than I did in the previous 43 years. Yep. Okay. So. I thought yes. about telling people these are just my natural highlights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I you just sparkle in the sun like, yeah. a, like a, a like preteen a vampire. lit vampire. <laughs> <laughs> all right, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff. And with me, as always, Pastor David Belzer. How are we doing, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here. Still pretty successful. Hey, back together. We, we missed you last week. Yeah, mm. crazy week. Stuff just going on, man. Yeah, and you'll have a couple crazy weeks. Yeah. When this podcast comes out, you will not be in the state or, or the country. Or states. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I will be in uh, Israel when this podcast comes out. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. The, po- the pause was because I was remembering our travel itinerary, not because I forgot where I was going. Okay, what world should you on besides Israel? <laughs> Jordan. Okay. Oh, cool. I want to yeah. go to Jordan. Yeah, we're ending sure. the trip in Petra, oh, but we will, we will not be there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Say hi to Michael for me. To Michael, Michael Jordan, in Pet- in oh, Jordan. Chris Jordan, yep. Jordan. Yep. <laughs> Petra. What? What is the, What is he going for here? Right. <laughs> Missed it. Sorry. I was, yeah, I was going to say hi to Indiana Jones for you because mm-hmm. that was recorded at Petra, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah or like yeah about Petra. There's a new one movie coming out this summer. Yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued. I did not like the fourth one, but you know. But I like Harry Ford. Yeah, I'll watch anything he's in. Did you say Harry? Yeah, yeah I had said Harry. Okay. They're on a nickname basis. Absolutely. Sure. He's the only person allowed to call me Dave. Harrison Ford enters the room, he can call me whatever. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. Yeah. He'll probably oh, curse at you. Here. He'll probably actually curse at you and tell him, get out of my face. Okay. You know? I thought Harrison Ford was a very nice guy. No, nah, he's a grump. I thought Mel Gibson was like the angry or whatever. Both can be true. You can be grumpy and a very nice person. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll miss you. The podcast will go on, even mm-hmm. though carry on in my absence. Yeah. You will not be here. We'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. We will, we will. However, will you continue? <laughs> <laughs> what will you do? Uh, no. Maybe Cassandra. And you've never yeah. recorded with Cassandra. I haven't. That's right. Wow. So. I'm excited. Newbies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to jump in. It's a Bible week. Woo. We've done our kind of walk through the Bible. We're not done with the Bible. Kind of ran. It was a, a light jog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I moved pretty quick. We took a. Several years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we still didn't like hit everything. Right. So, you know, it's so. a big book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, in, in the walkthrough, there were other trails we could have, you know, mm-hmm. ventured sure. off. We of. took the most direct. But we yeah. still hiked this book. That's fair. Okay? That's fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, all right. Um, but before we get to what we're going to talk about in the Bible, I've got some news for us. All, all right. right. What I, are we talking about? I think that this is a, it's a cute story. It's cute. Okay. We like cute stories, right? We do like cute eh, stories. Eh, it's whatever. <laughs> if it's a cute animal story, I'm over it already. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, we are over it. So at least <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about it. Okay. All right. Uh, SmithsonianMagazine.com. Uh, scientists taught pet parrots to video call each other, and the birds loved it. Oh, okay, that so is cute. In, I'm, I'm just picturing how this worked. Right, go, go they're ahead. in the Zoom mode. Yeah. You know, yeah. that they're like, remember when we were always on Zoom, right? You know, yeah. early on in the pandemic, we're like, we just got to Zoom with people because I'm stuck in my house doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. Now, this is, I guess, the bird. They you know, they, they're a little late to the party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're not the early birds. Oh. So. <laughs> wild parrots tend to fly in flocks, but when kept as single pets, they may become lonely and bored. Aw. Uh, who knew, right? I mean, anybody who listened to a parrot say, I'm lonely. Like, I mean, come on. Was, right. He's literally <laughs> telling you. <laughs> the <laughs> one animal that can tell you that he's lonely. Right. <laughs> Polly, what a friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
All I would say too is like, if I knew that like this was an opportunity in science, why wouldn't I be a, you know, like science just becomes like a much more appealing thing, right? Sure. It seems like it's all like math and like chemistry and like you know if you could have spent your life stuff. teaching parents mm-hmm. to use Zoom, but it's you not would, like yeah throw like let's just throw a pair at a phone and like see what happens <laughs> see what <it> does. <laughs> yeah. so here, here I, this is the curiosity are they using like facetime through a, a a telephone or like do they have a computer like what's the scenario here? uh the photo in? is is looks like of a phone okay. I'll, show, I'll show the picture there's a little, okay. little bird yeah, with a phone, phone. Yep. yep oh that's cute it's really cute yeah <laughs> um do, do you have they, a ring light <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. You gotta get, like, you gotta really get the best light. lighting. Yeah, sure, you gotta, for sure. You gotta look yeah. good. Yeah. You don't want any bags under your eyes, right. Or feathers, right? Um, so, yeah. So these are domesticated parrots that learn to initiate video chats with other pet parrots and had a variety of positive experiences, such as learning new skills. Uh, this is what researchers say. So, how do we know they were positive about it? Because one pet parent says she came alive during the call. Wait, wait, wait. The pet parrot said this? Pet parent. Oh, pet parent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> parent. <laughs> right. like, so her vocabulary really. really advanced, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So the parent said she came alive during the calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is from parrot. They volunteers from parrot kindergarten. Oh. <laughs> an online training program for parrot owners and their beloved pets. Uh, I, I, how do you feel, pet, bird, pet? Would you want a bird? As no. Obviously, yeah, you don't. Absolutely. You don't want anything. Pastor David, pet, you, don't yeah. want, you don't want pets. Elise, how do you I feel? I have a cat that I, you know. Yeah, bird <laughs> pet. I've actually literally thought about getting you a tortoise. Like getting a me a tortoise? Baby tortoise. As a, that they last like forever. It's going to outlive you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like my Why cats are going to outlive me. Yeah. Do do I'm done with them already. Why would you do that to the tortoise? It doesn't deserve me. Somebody else would have to take over. You can will it to your children. Oh, my God. Having to yeah. will your pet Just to someone. Just because you're so terrible. salty about pets, I want to. It's not that I'm salty like about pets. It's that I don't the eternal want pet. I don't want a dog. Well, at least how, do, the, how do you feel about a pet bird? I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I kind of like. I'm a closet bird admirer. So okay. Why is that? Uh, why is that really in a closet? In why are you? Dorky. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, you don't, don't want to be a birder. No. You don't want to get I out don't. your binoculars and your. No. So like, I'm not at that level. Yeah. But I know more than I should about birds. Okay. Okay. I pay attention. You pay attention <laughs> to the birds? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a uh, legit falcon the other day. That was pretty oh, cool. I love it. Yeah. yeah those were, those were I do love a bird of prey. Yeah. yeah those are, mm. those are great mm-hmm. birds. Yeah. If, if I wanted a pet bird, I'd love a bird of yeah. prey. Can I would I ha- love an owl. Like, that's, Ooh, that'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. You got a little hood. It's got like a little face mask. Yeah. yeah you take it out cool. there. It hunts mice. It sounds yeah. pretty yeah. fun stuff. If yeah. I could get like a pet like Harry Potter with an owl, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I would sure. do that. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then right. I don't actually have to do anything. It lives in its own place and it just brings me stuff. That's really only in Harry Potter. Yeah. That's what I want. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, during the first two weeks of the study, owners taught their birds to ring a bell, then touch an image of another pet parrot on a tablet screen to initiate a video call. Oh. So they're 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 calling each other up, these birds, right? So does the bird recognize that this is another bird it's conversing with, or does the bird think that this is itself or a video or like what? Okay, what's happening here? Th- this is I have a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. So so they took detailed notes and over a, a thousand hours of video footage. Holy cow! You know to to kind of weed weed through here and figure things out. Thousand hours. That's so many. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so a couple things. One, the birds. Stayed on the call for the maximum time allowed during the experiment, Aww, so they did not they hang up it. on each yeah. other. Yeah. Okay. Do they also? Well, they seem- didn't know how to hang up. That's not fair. That's- <laughs> you don't know parents, so you know maybe right. they're ants. Maybe it's, like, like my son trying to find the end button. Where is that? <laughs> sure. 
Maybe the parents smarter than our children. Probably. That's yeah. a, a low bar, but the parent gets over it. <laughs> Some of them are like 50 years old. I met a parent My at children a bar or your that pa- was oh, 32. Parents. Okay. Yeah. 32? Yeah. How old well, yeah. were you when you met the parent? 32. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's not the bar. He's right. got to be over 21. Right. Right. So, like, <laughs> he was legal. No one had parents. He had an X on a tan. Right. <laughs> Don't serve him. You know, he's, he's right. Right. we allow 18 plus, but only That's 21 right. plus can drink. Yeah, so, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also seem to understand that another live bird was on the other side of the screen, not a recorded bird. This is what researchers say. They seem to understand. And they okay. learn new skills from their virtual companions, including flying, foraging, and how to make new sounds. <laughs> so, like and this, in these phone calls, before this, right? In these phone calls, some would sing, some would play around and go upside down, and others would want to show each other their new toys. Uh, two this week is very wholesome. Older macaws, for example, became close and even called out to one another, Hi, come here, hello, oh. from their respective screens. So they're calling each other. They're old, so they don't quite understand technology. Right. <laughs> it's like zooming with your grandparents. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> "Am I on mute? <laughs> Can you hear me? Right. You've got your screen face the wrong direction." Right. You know? right. Why is this thing typing everything I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorites memory. One of my favorite memories of my grandma in the last year of her life was trying to Facetime her and her <laughs> answering the phone and holding it up to her ear yeah. and having like a minute long conversation <laughs> with her, yeah. looking at her. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, they also found the parents that initiated the most calls mm-hmm. calls received the most calls. Well, so, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. Just yeah. social yeah. interaction. One Give sure. yep. yeah. Nobody wants. Look, you can't just be the parrot sitting there like nobody ever calls me. Yeah. Like, you got to get stuff. out there, parrot. If you're mm-hmm. any parrots listening, you got to be you know willing to put yourself out there. Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> just going to pursue you when you're grumpy Gus in your own home. Right. Sure. Yeah. What if you have the parrot? That's like the bad influence. Oh. You know, like the parrot that cusses like, a yeah, lot. Yeah, we, <laughs> we did that story. We did the yeah, 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 the, the, zoo, the zoo parrots that had cursed too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't have that. Yeah. Teaching new skills. Yeah. I imagine if I had a parrot, I imagine it would be the bad influence mm-hmm. parrot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, these humans, though, when they're on their phone, like if they answer a phone call and they're talking to somebody, is the parrot like trying to get in on that? That's you know, right. like, hey, what's going Where on is there? Where is it? Yeah. Hi, hi. That's right. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden. I think we do the rest of the podcast in parrot voice. Right? Right. I, think <laughs> I think our listeners are really looking <laughs> for that. Um, so still the researchers learned this at the end. Uh, an important lesson from the study. If taught how to use video chat technologies to communicate with fellow birds, pet parrots will do so in very individual and very beautiful ways. So we're we gonna like put iPhones in the Amazon now, so that they can like walk up and like call their neighbors without having to fly over there. <laughs> we're just gonna get a generation of lazy parrots who don't have to fly anywhere, sure, because I they like can it, just yeah. FaceTime their friends. Some tech dependent parrots, yeah, are right. just like a generation of tech dependent like parrots. Like parrots, wow, we gotta experience you know sunlight, yeah. fresh air, and they're like on their phone, rolling their eyes. Whatever, mom. <laughs> Whatever, mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just scrolling through parrot TikToks. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. Do they use their beaks? Is that what? I don't know. I assume maybe a foot, you know? Because, like, the beak, I don't think would have the... Because the, your phone, like, detects the right. warmth in your finger, right? So... Maybe they, they have a parrot, you know, they have the stylus. Like they oh, have, they, they, they right. hold they that. tip it on their maybe. nose. They have, yeah. 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 These are these are the, the questions we want answered here. Right. Smithsonian this Magazine. Right. important stuff. We yeah. should write in. Yeah. They should write in with an answer. Yeah. Obviously, they're Also, listeners, if any of you can train your parrot to uh, do the Beyond Sunday anything right yeah you know, we will absolutely put it on so yes, let sure. us know you get a parrot to say beyond sunday we'll absolutely <laughs> put that in here uh, for sure <laughs> that'll be our new intro every week right <laughs> yeah here i'm putting it in right now beyond sunday. Yeah. <laughs> wow yeah. that thank was from a listener thank you, thank listeners. you listeners. <laughs> yeah thank you yeah. so much 
All right. Um, so I got another story, and this will lead us into our main topic. Oh. Okay. All right. Are you familiar with Hamilton the musical? Alexander Hamilton. Yes, I am. Have you seen it? I have. Me too. In person and on Disney, and I've listened to the music. I in fact, it. right now my kids are on a Hamilton music kick, so we've been listening to I Hamilton know. in the car a lot. I, I, I've also it. seen it in person here in Houston. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was great. Do you know the premise? Yeah. It's about it's a rap musical about Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. American Revolution, yeah. etc. It's the idea as a writer that I wish I had had. Mm. I imagine no. there's a lot of those out there. Mm-hmm. Wow, thank you. No, I mean, just be like... <laughs> Yeah. Like I think of like all the things that like other people have done way yeah. before I was ever alive. I'm like, wow, I wish I could have done that, but yeah. they already did it. it was, yeah, yeah, but that that's the one that I'm like, oh yeah, that that's really genius and it makes a lot of sense. Sure. Yeah. Well you could do a rap musical about Benjamin Franklin. There it is. Right. But the thing about exists. Hamilton is the way like his diction and stuff already really lends itself to sure. like the rhythm of rap well, music. So well, just, well here's an option for you yeah. then. Um this is from Religion News Service. Uh Duck Dynasty backed Gen Z Jesus musical. What? His story to debut in Texas. There's a lot oh, going on Texas. in this headline. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So Duck we Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Do we all we remember have... Duck Dynasty? Yes. That was a show. Was a show. Is it still? No. That's. I don't no. think so. I think. I watched one episode. It was the guys with really long beards. Not for me. Yeah. Did they actually yeah. like hunt things? <laughs> they did. Yeah. Was that they, like the premise? They, the duck. They made duck calls. Like oh. that was their business. Their business was yeah. the making <laughs> duck. I don't know yeah. what a duck. And then their business was being on TV. Right. Sure. And saying weird things. Right. Yeah. Their company is Duck Commander and Buck Commander. I think. Buck. Yeah. Cool. That's like a oh, yeah. male deer command. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. Okay. Um, so they're backing a Gen Z Jesus musical, His Story, okay. which is debuting in Texas. Okay, May so 5th. Gen Z musical. There's time for you to, find, to go. What it's up in Dallas. Gen Z? Because, okay, here's, here's the byline. Okay. Uh, written by then 16-year-old homeschooler Excellent. Anna Marie, Miriam Brown. The show is coming to the stage thanks to Broadway vets and evan- evangelical celebrities. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We should not drag children on this podcast. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't. <laughs> we should have some restraint here. <laughs> to not make fun of <laughs> Anna Marie Brown. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the 16-year-old high schooler is the problem in this scenario. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she did not know how to play piano in 2016, but she knew but God was calling her was to write doing? a musical. <laughs> On a mission trip in Kenya, her friend played her the hit Hamilton album, mm-hmm. and Brown thought musicals were cheesy, but it stirred up something inside her to the rapid few songs about the Said, founding father. I need to do this mm-hmm. about Jesus. Mm-hmm. She was praying and talking to God and felt like God spoke to her and told me that a way of sharing my faith I'd found was going to be through traveling and telling people the old-fashioned way. It was, go- it was not that way. It was going to be through music and through the way this Hamilton musical had impacted me. So okay. she wrote a rap music video or rap musical about jesus cool okay i mean props to her for going and doing the thing that she feels like she's called to do mm-hmm. so yeah i'll say that's great good yeah. for you glad she Everybody did it needs a hobby yeah yeah, yeah. we'll say <laughs> homeschooler rap musical <laughs> yeah. Is, what, from it, dallas texas yeah. i think i'm gonna pass <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm good. But. I, like, I grew up with Tupac and Coolio. <laughs> like, you don't think this is going to be on the same level? Yeah. I don't. At least no. you were homeschooled for a bit. So. I was homeschooled. And you know what I didn't write? A rap. rap. <laughs> yeah. In Dallas. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is a choice, right? So she wrote mm-hmm. her. She originally just wrote it as an album. Sure. Then some other people heard it and uh, put it together. So Okay. So she had help uh, turning this into a musical. Yeah. Yes, uh, Bruce Lazarus, who produced... Um, of course, his name is Lazarus. It of course it is. Be. Say yeah. Goodnight Gracie, which was nominated for Best Play at the 2003 Tonys, and Jeff Calhoun, who was nominated for Best Director at the 2012 Tonys for Newsies. 
Mm. Uh, they and then the Duck Dynasty producers. Um, according to to uh, Bruce Lazarus, normally it takes like seven years to put a musical together. We put this together in like fourteen months. That's a good sign. That's right. <laughs> we raised seven point five million dollars in yeah. a very short period of time. Seven point five million dollars. A lot of money for a Jesus rap musical written by a homeschooled teenager in fourteen right. months. Yeah, you know we're Who's signing up for this. <laughs> we're no offense again to to Miss Brown, but. Come on, people. <laughs> We're trying to raise a little money here at Lord of Life, too. So if any of those people right. want to... Uh, you got to write your rap, rap Apparently, yeah. This yeah. is our new strategy. I'll take yeah. that to the team. Yeah. Uh, she taught herself how to play music on a children's keyboard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't want to like, completely drag on the 16 I, I'm trying it's, it's so harder. hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, I mean, yeah. <laughs> What adults are involved that we can make fun of? Right. Yeah. That's the, like, <laughs> D- so she, la- did, she did a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do it, but she did a thing. That's so, fine. so Lazarus. Uh, so she made this into a. You know, she hired some musicians. She put out an album. Sure. This ended up on Lazarus's desk here. And the first he skeptical. I thought, oh, a seventeen-year-old girl writes sweet little musical about Jesus. How nice! By the time he reached the third song on the album, he was weeping. Maybe well, it's awesome. Weeping. Maybe it's incredible. I'm not putting it past the realm Lazarus of possibility. Lazarus is weeping, so, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's, I thought Jesus wept. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to say. This close to right. that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Again, maybe it's great. Yeah. All signs point to not great in my mind. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it is. All right. Um, so one of the things we wanted to talk about in the Bible, for a Bible, and this is kind of our lead off here. How do you feel? Again, would you go watch this rap musical about Jesus' life? I would be very skeptical of it. Mm-hmm. Sure. I yeah. probably, if somebody gave me tickets and I had literally nothing else going on, sure. I it, might go. It's in Dallas. To report back. In like a big tent. I don't, I'm not going to. tent? It's not even like on a stage? Oh, it's like a circus. Stage. But it's, <laughs> well, like it's tent revival. <laughs> oh. Tent oh. revival musical. Yeah, that, yeah I'm musical, not going. Musical revival is dangerous because musical yeah. revival could like never end. So yeah. like that one you in Kentucky is like still going on or something. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. And they got the measles. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Oh, for two. Yeah. yeah, it does say it has a, a love story too, but not with Jesus, but with Mary Magdalene and Judas. That there's she has uh, a creative license. Yeah, that's yeah, creative. That would be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in uh, the the other Jesus movie, what is it called? That Martin Scorsese made. There was a there was a play. Oh, uh, it was the um, Jesus Christ Superstar. That was not Martin Scorsese. <laughs> he did make that movie with Willem Dafoe. I don't think that's right. That is a hundred percent right. Look it up. Yeah. We're doing we're doing live. Look it up. All right. And I will be vindicated. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, in that movie and slash musical, there is a love story with Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Right. That's yeah. like tale as old as time, though. People have been talking about that for forever. But Judas and Mary Magdalene? That's how she, she did it. different. Yeah. yeah. So what you got for me? It's another ill-fated love story. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Directed by? Norman Jewison. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. Martin Scorsese wrote something that was like the cruci- like the crucifixion of the Christ or something like like Martin Scorsese did do a Jesus movie. It is not Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Then. And Jesus Christ Superstar also does have kind of a love interest between Mary and Jesus. Right, because that's what everybody Yeah. goes for. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Mary had Jesus' kid and that bloodline continues today through the Illuminati, right? It's per the Da Vinci Code. Per the yes. Da Vinci Code, yeah. yes. The yes, tale as old as time. We right. all know the story. Yes. That's what I preached on last we week. <laughs> last Temptation of Christ. That's what the I was la- There it is. There. Oh, okay. So, yep. there you Which also is Mar- Willem Dafoe and he is. Yeah, and Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Is, is Mary Magdalene supposed to be the last Temptation of Christ? I don't know. I've never seen it. Okay. No, oh. Me neither. So, no. I've seen Jesus Christ Superstar. 
I've not anyway, seen so that. she went for Judas. Went for Judas in this yeah. retelling. The star-crossed lovers. <laughs> uh, so the real topic we want to talk about when it comes to the Bible, we've mm-hmm. seen reimaginings of the Bible in TV, mm-hmm. musical, yeah. movie, mm-hmm. book form. Yeah. Should we do this? <laughs> Is this helpful to the right. cause of uh, following Jesus? Is this a valuable tool? Is it not? Yeah. So let's talk about it. So, I mean, you got things mm-hmm. out there right now, like The Chosen it is very popular right now. The Chosen now. is a huge... So if you're unfamiliar, The Chosen is a show. Or like an episodic show, yeah. And I don't know where it's on. I think... I, it's, it's on so a streaming it, platform. It started on its like own platform, but now yeah. you can also find it on, I think, Amazon Prime. I don't mm-hmm. know for sure, but you, if you just yeah. Google The Chosen, you can find it. I bet it's on its own. I remember for a period when I was watching stuff on Hulu... Mm-hmm. Was it there? The Chosen was like popping up as oh, ads okay. on my Hulu show. Oh yeah. yeah. So, um, so the chosen is a, a, a it's a TV show about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't know what creative liberties it's taking. Obviously, some it's I, kind of impossible not right. to. Yeah. So I've heard that it's given a lot of like backstories to the disciples' lives. And yeah. So certainly that's going to be all creative license because right. we don't have any of that. But I also yeah. heard it's excellent. nothing but nothing but good, good things about it. Yeah. Yeah. From a wide variety of people. Yeah. yeah. So it could be great. Cannot confirm. Yeah. What else we got when it comes uh, to these? Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ. Famously I have seen that. So, yeah. That was uh, when we were all roughly in high school. Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> when Elise and I were in high school. Roughly in high school, yeah. yeah. On my internship right after college graduation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's, you know, mid- have seen that one. Mid 2000s, yeah. Mel Gibson, uh, famously, and also takes some creative license. It does. Um, but, you know, for all of its flaws, Stays pretty straight to the story of the crucifixion in particular. Yeah. As far as how that probably happened. I mean, there's plenty of things that I dislike about the Passion mm-hmm. of the Christ, yeah. but stays fairly true to the story. For, for, you know, for a hot minute, it was a cultural phenomenon. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It made Absolutely. a ton of money, too. Absolutely. It was, it yeah. was a, it was a huge, for an R rated movie, it made, um, I think at the time, the highest grossing R rated movie. Really? So. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was the first time in a major film that Jesus was played by a non white person. Mm. That's pretty good. I think. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Took until 2004, right. but you know, there's we something. got there. <laughs> uh, we got Noah with mm-hmm. uh, Russell Crowe. Uh huh. Have not seen. No. Yep. We've Can't all none of us, none of us seen, seen it, but yeah. I all agree it's probably terrible. Yeah. Uh, there's so. something about like stone giants or something in it. Uh, there's there is, yeah. quite a bit yeah. of creative license mm-hmm. from right. my understanding in that one. Yeah. Um, those are the ones. Oh, I mean, like, Jesus Christ Superstar would be one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that other one that's also a musical? Um, uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, there is that. It's yeah. not yeah. the one I was thinking of. The one I was thinking of is also about Jesus. Uh, also from the 70s. Uh, I don't know. Somebody out there will remember it. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Um, if you're screaming at your uh, listening device yeah. right now, just email right. us and let us know. Uh, one that I think is good, The Prince of Egypt. Oh, sure. I do like The Animated. Prince of Egypt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think, it's, get down with I think it yeah. might be the best. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> good. Yeah. I think it's a really good. Uh, yeah. We also do have some re- other retellings of the Noah story. Mm-hmm. There is The Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. Sure. Which is classic. Super long. Yeah. <laughs> pretty boring. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Uh maybe you loved it. I think it's really boring. Yeah. The Tinker Man. I yeah, mean, it's an it's a movie as it was made and in then they, the age of its day. Yeah. They just did another live action one with Christian Bale as Moses. But oh. I don't remember I did not what see called. that at all. I hear it's awful. Okay, well there yeah. there's that. Christian Bale as Moses. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's that one scene in uh, History of the World where uh, uh, Mel go. Brooks plays Moses <laughs> <laughs> and brings down the fifteen commands and then drops one and yeah. anyway. It's pretty funny. Whoops! <laughs> anyway, the original story: yeah. Moses does break the commandments. He does. That's he's got to yeah, go. Like, he's got to go, go back and get him. Yeah. Go yeah. Back get more. Yeah. He's got to go back and get more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Life of Brian by the sure. Monty that's, Python that's is another a, yep. one that's kind of yeah. poking fun at the Jesus story. It does. Yeah. 
I um, would say that Life of Brian is not trying to like portray an accurate representation. Sure. Right. Like, it is intentionally like parodying. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Veggie Tales sure. has like a retelling of biblical stories of through them. the lens yeah. of vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe second best on this list. Right. <laughs> like, if I'm being honest. Absolutely. Veggie Tales. Yeah. 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 Two, yeah. two favorites right, right there. Something about animated and targeting for kids. Right. right? Yeah. Does yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. And they've yeah. got all sorts of different biblical stories in there yeah. you know they've got uh, the walls of jericho and they've yeah. got the uh, shadrach meshach and abednego from daniel mm-hmm. and, you know, and you're my cheeseburger <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> what is you're my cheeseburger it's a song about cheeseburger it's like a love oh, song okay. yeah uh, which i get oh they've got the story <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i've got the so story of esther that's a vegetarian movie too it is sure. yeah. yeah there's a, there's a, also a movie asparagus? What I, don't is she? Re- I don't remember what she is but she refuses to make the king a peanut butter jelly sandwich Right. He wants a peanut butter jelly sandwich in the middle of the night, and she refuses. She's to like, make it no, to, I'm not going to do own. it. They're yeah. also, I mean, and so these are all the, the ones we mentioned are also relatively, maybe not the chosen, but relatively like main ma- and veggie tales, but mainstream stuff, right? Yeah. Like released for general audience because there's a ton of stuff out there that's oh, like, yeah. this is like you know, and Goliath for and us, such, by yeah. us, you know, mm-hmm. for Christians yeah. who are usually like production values are incredibly low, oh, yeah. and and also upset. usually not. Like artistic merit is not what they're going for. Sure. They're going yeah. for this is something for Christians, yeah. and we're all like the Christians who watch it. The bar is pretty low, right? Like <laughs> yeah. they're giving it a pass because it's, yeah. it's like look at it's Jesus stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it's like going to be good no matter what, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, even though it seems pretty awful. Yeah, you know, like if yeah. I was being honest, um, maybe you like it as a listener. So that brings us back to our question: though, like, is any of this worth it? And and is this helpful to the exploration of faith in the in our modern context? Yeah, so that's that's the question we want to wrestle with. So let's uh, let's maybe well maybe let's take it from both perspectives. Okay. And of yes and no. Of yes and no. Oh, okay. like a debate. Like a debate, and <laughs> okay. then we'll kind of come to our our final conclusion at the end. All right. Yeah. Who's arguing for the affirmative? So so what do we what do we want to start with? Yes oh. or no? Let's start with yes. Okay, great. Are we only talking about our modern retellings or are we... Whatever direction you want to go. Well, so I think that's a helpful place to start because there's the ancient tradition of Midrash. Yeah, which which we talked a little bit about. mm -hmm. So with the Hebrew scriptures, right, there are these stories that are told alongside of the stories and they're not uh, held at the same esteem and level of scripture, but they're certainly revered and used to bring light to the stories. Mm -hmm. And so there is that value. Yeah. And so, you know, in some ways you could think of some of these stories as modern midrash as something that's coming along the story to alongside the story to expand upon it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess that would be the positive is that it's continue. I I won't go into the negative side of that yet, but we'll say like that would be the positive is that it's continuing a a tradition tradition. of expanding upon Mm -hmm. a limited story that we get in scripture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, like uh, Ted Turner of uh, Turner Broadcasting, you know, has, yeah. has this thing. The medium is the message. So sure. expanding a new medium for new different audiences is not necessarily a bad thing, right? Sure. Like um, many books become movies and that opens it up to a, a wide range of yeah. people who have never read or never would read the mm-hmm. book. Sure. Right. So saying like, hey, this is a way for you to engage in a biblical story with a biblical message of who God is and what God is about without cracking open a 2000, you know, some odd year, you know, book written to an ancient audience that may be mm-hmm. confusing and difficult. And this is, you know, maybe again, the negative would be it's a watered down version of that, yeah. but maybe some people need a watered down version of it sure. as an introduction, you know, yeah, like it it's, it's the biblical milk that Paul would, would uh, use as a, as a, as an analogy. Yeah. 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 It could spark some curiosity for the Bible. That's a potential plus, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't, hmm. are we in negatives no. yet? 
I, I will say, you know, again, for my hmm. my favorite of the ones, The Prince hmm. of Egypt, I think it takes the Moses story and makes it accessible in a different way to children mm-hmm. and to a general audience than maybe reading it in its mm-hmm. in the scriptures. It, should, yeah. it kind of, you know, again, if we're cut, doing it from a purely liturgical point or a, a liturgy, not liturgy, literature literary, point of view, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Literary point of view, it's cutting the fat of the story sure. to streamline it into a way that makes sense for an audience that, yeah. that you would yeah. not get unless you're truly diving deep into the Exodus story. Yeah. yeah. And you have to kind of get to a place where you're able to do that. Yeah. My my wife would say that Prince of Egypt was kind of her first encounter mm. with like the ideas mm. of God. And she even watched and asked her parents, like, is this true? You know, yeah. and that's a pretty powerful story. You know, like yeah. this is I think a neat story coming out of the Prince of Egypt. Plus it has some great great music. It does. Yeah. They also made Moses and Ramses really hot, which was a little bit confusing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. How do I feel about that? Right. Sure. You don't think Moses was hot in the Bible? I he's not told like he's hot in the Bible. I think I mean, you know, if obviously- your Moses perception is Charlton Heston, I mean then you're kind of <laughs> yeah. I don't know, in my opinion, striking out. That was, you know, right. <laughs> but like in my head, because of when Prince of Egypt came out, I see yeah. the cut dude with the wig on, you know. Sure, like, sure. The, the okay. bob. Yeah. <laughs> the bob it works. It plays. Yeah. <laughs> I think Moses as the Egyptian, probably. Moses wandering the desert. You know, probably not. You know, that's, that's mm. probably. I know. Yeah. So. Out in the wilderness. Some people right. like that. Probably pretty yeah. fit. The, sur- the survivor look, you yeah. know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other affirmatives? I don't. I don't think it's like. I don't think it's actively harming something. I, I, I think we have to be mm. careful with it and then we're going to get into that into the negative. But I think yeah. that we, if we just dismiss it, I think we're also dismissing an opportunity for the spirit to do something that we don't understand. Yeah. I will say there are those who would argue the negative, like when the Bible was translated from Latin yeah. to the people of the language, right. they might deal. say the same things we might say about oh, the absolutely. negatives and the thing mm. thing. And we're yeah. like, obviously they're wrong, right? Like yeah. Yeah. The, the Bible should be translated into the language of the people. And if the language of the people is screen mm-hmm. how do we you know how do we do that how do we yeah. do that in yeah. today's world i so i think that there is ways to play and explore that mm-hmm. creatively and differently yeah and, and and with the passion of the christ movie let's sorry elise i know you're wanting to say something that brought in the image of crucifixion in a different way yeah. mm-hmm. than just reading a yep. few words like it really brought into like in some ways, like the horror yeah. of this act. Yeah. And I'm not saying you need that when you read the Bible, but I think it does like for the ancient audience, when they're reading Jesus was crucified, they're filling in the gaps they know because they they've mean. seen yeah. it and experienced it yeah. that we do not have in our collective cultural language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that does, it can add something to that reading. Yeah. yeah. All right. What are you saying? I think there's an incredible amount of potential there in in retellings of the Bible or Bible stories. I think my concern is if we approach it with something we in particular that we want to say, instead of doing our due diligence to actually interpret the biblical text. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. If we're taking that, it's often the point of the movie, right? Like Mm -hmm. a film exists with a purpose, right? Like there's a story that you're, or uh, something you want to take out of this. And so as opposed to opening scripture and allowing the spirit to kind of just breathe and experience what we experience mm-hmm. through it, right? The film is definitely offering a not necessarily unbiased uh, opinion about right. what this story means and how it is, how it is to be interpreted, uh, which is also, you know, what we do in a lot of Bible studies and things like that, right? We say like, okay, this is where we're going with this story today. Mm-hmm. Um, but the film does seem to put a little bit more of a 
fine point or a, a hard mm-hmm. box around that piece. Right. So. Well, I mean, I think in the best books and the best movies are a little bit ambiguous with sure. their stance, right? Mm-hmm. They let you interact with them and sort of take your own perspective and apply it to that material. Mm-hmm. Every Christian movie I've ever seen hits you over the face, just like bludgeons you with the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that's really what I'm thinking here. Okay, is I hear like that. There's, yeah. there, there seems to be an agenda with the retellings, Prince of Egypt aside, that we have gotten so far. Yeah. 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 The other piece that I would add to that, and you know, this goes back to your uh, point, Patrick, about the translation from Latin into whatever, right? Um, most of our translations that we read now are done by people who have studied this for a long time. And it's often, often a lot of people arguing for one side or another and then trying to come to a consensus about what this might mean and including a lot of footnotes about why they came to a certain mm-hmm. conclusion, right? Like, sure. this is why we made this decision over this decision. Um, you don't get that with a movie script, Mm-mm. right? No. Um, and so the movie script is one, maybe two or three individuals' uh, take on a story and then expanding on that story and it's their take on what that expansion of the story might look like. And while that has value and might be the place to enter in, I think it's the risk that we run with that is people taking that and saying, oh, well, now I know the story, right? Sure. Right. I don't need to I don't need to read Exodus because I've seen the Prince of Egypt, um, yeah. right? And that's not, we're not going to get the full story that way either. Yeah. It's, okay. it's the same concern that I have with the message, tra- uh, message version of scripture as well, right? That it's one person's uh, take on scripture and often more interpretive than just translative. Agreed. Yeah. Well, so it sounds like we're 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 dipping our toes in the negative, yeah. if not oh, fully thought, jumping on in. I thought we were in that. Sorry, so let's, let's, <laughs> we didn't we didn't we didn't mark it. You know, this is the negative time. Okay, yeah. this is our yeah. time to be negative. That's right. Which we excel at. <laughs> <laughs> One of our many gifts. So good. All right, so let's let's okay. So we we argued from the positive. Uh-huh. Now let's argue from the negative. So should we do this? No. Why? Because we're bad at it. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> okay, we have not yet proved that we're good at right. it. So so I mean that that's a different version of negative. That means there could be a way to do it. Maybe this is like, we just should not even try. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that we should not even try. It comes out of a, well, what is the, what is the scripture and what's the sacredness of scripture? Mm -hmm. And then if we try that, we're like denying the sacredness of this thing. And we're trying to say like, we can do it better almost is what it feels like. And that feels iffy, like iffy territory to me, but it also feels like it denies the existence of things like Midrash and things that were done very faithfully historically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I Mm. think, um, Again, every book adaptation into a movie, things have to get cut because it's a different mm-hmm. medium and a different form. And sometimes those cuts like make a worse version of the story, uh, sometimes a better version, but always a different version, right? Yeah. Like it always has to be different. I love Jurassic Park the book. I love Jurassic Park the movie. They are not the same story. Right. Sure. You know, they're same themes, but they're not the same thing. Um, so usually in a biblical adaptation, Stuff has to get cut. Stuff has to get added. And so you would say, like, this is no longer the Bible story. This is an interpretation of it. Yeah. And and that means maybe what we're cutting is really vital and important and beautiful stuff. And what we're adding is unnecessary or unnecessary at best and yeah. hearsay or yeah. heresy at, at, at worst. Yeah. At worst, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I... I I appreciate that. I think the bigger risk for me is that most people are not looking at it as critically as you are, right? Like you're able to go in and and see this movie and know like, oh, well, this is not the book. 
But I think for many people, they go in and they see this and like, oh, well, this is the Bible and this is what it says now, right? Yeah, I think maybe our cultural context is a little bit of a stumbling block here mm, because okay. I actually, I read something that I really enjoyed in a book that your mom gave me, David, recently. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, mom's giving out books now? Yeah, she mailed me a book. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, you didn't know that? I think I do remember hearing yeah. this time, but. <laughs> um, but it's called Inspired by Rachel Held Evans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she talks about how like the Jewish tradition, they view scripture as a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how they approach scripture. That's how they approach Midrash as mm-hmm. well. We do not do that so much. We view scripture as the thing that ends the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, it says it, so therefore it's true and that's it. Yeah. There's no room for any conversation around that. What's that thing we've said before? Uh, the yeah. Bible says it, I believe it. That settles it. That yeah. settles it, yeah. Yeah, so like we have sort of that cultural context for things. And I think we can approach our Christian media that way as well. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah, Instead yeah. of saying, oh, this is something that's going to start a conversation about faith or or you know big ticket issues it's like well yeah that's you know that's what this person says yeah they know more about it than i do than yeah well the authority this is a you know we did this story a couple of weeks ago with the guy who uh his experience of christianity was somebody protesting a movie that he went to see mm-hmm. yeah and you know so we get up in arms and things that we think are offensive to our understanding of the scripture but then we're saying oh well this one aligns with my understanding of the scripture so this is gospel yeah right and Mm -hmm. and this is in and that's out and we become arbiters of that yeah which doesn't seem like a great place for us to be yeah sure like for me to say i don't like uh i don't like prince of egypt because i don't know for the first half of the movie there moses was hot hot, right (laughs) and like and so i'm going to protest uh prince of egypt and that's out but i loved passion of the christ right i mean passion of the christ is gross in all sorts of other ways Mm -hmm. um but you know i've decided that i like that one more and you know that gets icky Sure. Yeah. Are any other reasons? No, we should not do this. It just—I don't know. It doesn't seem like the. I'm going to sound like an old fuddy-duddy at this point. Sure. In part because I said fuddy-duddy. <laughs> uh, it just look—we're like almost 250 episodes in. Everybody we, knows. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it just doesn't seem like the most effective way to communicate the gospel to me. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I have some feelings about this too. I think that most Christian movies are just bad movies. They're just bad storytelling. Yes. And I think it's fine for you to want to, want to bring your faith into storytelling. I think you need to be a storyteller first. You yeah. need to learn how to like, do that before yeah. you bring your faith into it. I would rather have an experience of a movie like you all talked about last week. Have an experience of a movie that makes me think about faith mm-hmm. than have a uh, have a movie that's like, well, here's the Bible right. and then yeah. I'm supposed to like take something. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and you're talking about our story we read uh, from about the Jesus musical. Yeah. What I actually feel bad for this homeschooled child because like she'll probably never see, like never achieve a level of success that she achieved when she was 17 or whatever, sure. uh-huh. like getting a $7.5 million musical produced on what you wrote. Yeah. And I think about like what I wrote when I was 17 versus what I could write now. Right. You don't want to peak when you're 17. Yeah. And so like in some ways like that's doing like, I don't like, know. I've, if I peaked at making $7.5 million. Yeah. Well, I don't think she fine. made, yeah. I don't think, I, maybe not, right. not a lot went to her pocket, but right. you know, like, like, Maybe that young woman could write yeah. an incredible Jesus musical, mm-hmm. but she needs to, you know, get, in a sense, the bad musical out of the way first. Yeah, yeah. you Just need like, the, the drawer musical. Yeah, like call it. Lin, yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda, writer of Hamilton, did not write that 
first. as a teenager, no. right? Yeah. Like he he had to write other things first and grow into that story, mm-hmm. uh, and it took time and effort, and and I'm sure he would might say failure. Yeah. And so when we as kind of Christian audience or Christian producers of media, we just kind of like fast track it, and it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, yeah. like as long as it's like. For us, by us, right. quality is like secondary to blunt message of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, like, then there's no space to like really grow into. We can tell a good story now, right? Because we don't care about telling a good story. Like, we tell about we tell about a good message, right? And this, that's what matters most. This yeah. does not just happen to Christians either. Like, I don't know if you did see the most recent Avatar movie. I did. Is a Buddhist mess, honestly. Like it is a Buddhist mess. Yeah. So okay. James Cameron is a very vocal Buddhist, and he really hit it on this. Something about second. being a vocal Buddhist just feels funny it feels to me. Yeah. A little <laughs> off, yeah. <laughs> but he really, really hit it. Yeah. On the second Avatar, and it was incredibly distracting from what could have been a really fun movie. Yeah. But plus, he loves the ocean. He, well, he apparently really loves the ocean. <laughs> he does. He's all about the ocean. I, I mean, love he did the that, ocean. He did Titanic too. So you know, there's yeah. that. He's really. Yeah, he's like gone down deep in like a submarine. Yeah. Like yeah. real deep. Like maybe yeah. as deep as like anybody's ever gone. I think. I, yeah, at one yeah. point he was the one who held the record. I'm pretty sure. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. 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 Well, that must be nice. No thanks. But. Scary monsters down there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's your reason for not going there? I know everything I need to know about the ocean. Monsters live there. That's why we need to go to space to get further from the ocean. <laughs> like that's... <laughs> It's <laughs> an interesting theory. Right. You're right. The problem is not our oceans disappearing. <laughs> right. Not disappearing fast Get rid enough. of the oceans. Yeah. Yeah. Cancel no oceans. More no, 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 get rid of oceans. If those monsters come closer to the surface. That's right. <laughs> There's that. Uh, okay. Well, it seems like we've reached the end of this particular right. uh, thought. So, so what is, what's, our, what's your final say? Yes mm. or no? I'd say yes with caution. Yeah. Mm. I say... I want to live in a world where Prince of Egypt is, is, the only is not the exception, <laughs> right? Yeah, it sure. is like the norm for like biblical or faithful movie telling. Yeah. I want to live in that world. And uh, so I'd love for Christian, you know, kids or film students out there to want to dream of how do I, how do I show faith on the big screen without like – making a watered down dumb movie for yeah. a Christian message, yeah. you know, like, but for something that's interesting or powerful, I want yeah. that. Yeah. And even if it is like the Prince of Egypt is a biblical story, like it is mm-hmm. retelling of yep. the Moses story. Right. Yep. I think you can do that. The Bible has crazy, interesting stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, David's rise and fall would make it great anyway. Yeah. But, but, um, but how, but, but we want it to be done well, that honors the source material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, takes advantage of the media that you're using. And oftentimes we're not seeing those two things at once. Mm, yeah. Yeah. What I want is the, Oh brother, where art thou of the Bible? Okay. Like what it did for the Odyssey. Sure. sure. I need that. So you need George Clooney singing? Yes. Oh, sure. Who doesn't need okay. George Clooney right. singing to yeah. me? Yeah. Him yeah. And him and Harry Ford. They can. <laughs> Anytime. Georgie. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, what do you, What about you, Elise? You, yes or no? I, I would also be a yes with caution. I think do it better. We're already doing it. Stop yeah. doing that. Yeah. Do it better, please. 
what I'm hearing is that we as a team are going to be writing the next rap musical. <laughs> Maybe about we, should, we should not write a rap I think, musical. I think we're on it. We've got it. We well, definitely have the qualifications. And it does yeah. seem <laughs> in, in the Christian world right now, there is money for this type of stuff. Yeah, $14 million apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're throwing money at a, a homeschooled teenage girl's rap musical about Jesus. Like yeah. there's money out there for these things. Like I don't know if there's necessarily in my circles, a hunger for these types right. of things. Yeah. Maybe in other circles there are. Well, I think there is, you know, a countercultural, like we hate what, you know, media because it's too yeah. liberal, too yeah, woke yeah, yeah. or whatever. So we need to go back to Christian values. But like, <laughs> I think there is, there is money out there to make something interesting. Sure. And nobody's really taking it. If you're going to do it, make something. But the question would be, would the money actually fund something that's actually that's, I guess that's, that's yeah. the real question because uh, yeah. Hollywood money doesn't want to fund interesting movies about, uh, about uh, Jesus and uh, evangelical money doesn't want to fund interesting interesting movies, <laughs> movies about Jesus. Yeah. yeah, they want to fund movies about Jesus. Right. Yeah. Hollywood wants to fund interesting movies. How can we? How can, right. we, yeah. and how can mi- we get those two things the in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. The middle group doesn't have much money, so <laughs> maybe, maybe Dolly Parton has got to save us from ourselves. Dolly, oh. yes, oh, I think Dolly's yeah. the, the key here. Yeah, get it, Dolly. Yeah. Her, George Clooney, and Harrison Ford. Maybe Chris Chris Pratt is Christian. He's in Hollywood. There you now. go. That's I would four. watch the heck out of this. Whatever this it is, is. we're yeah. writing it. It's happening right now brainchild all right well listeners if you have your ideas on who should star in your uh, next uh, biblical interpretation or funding sources for something that might happen you can send all <laughs> those ideas uh, to beyond sunday podcast at gmail.com uh, where you can find all of our past episodes and of course uh you can find those all no wait i said that part already what am i saying mm-hmm. i'm all i'm off on track find you know what current to do. and future episodes as well yeah, yeah we're, we're out, out there somewhere yeah we're out there. I'm out of practice. I'm I wish sorry. you could. I wish we could say just Google Beyond Sunday podcast, but there's unfortunately a lot of them. Yeah, don't do that. Don't just Google them. Ours is. You might listen to the wrong one. Yeah, and who knows they, what they're saying? What if they're better than us? Then don't do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely do not tell us. Yeah, <laughs> keep that to yourself. Do not email us if you find a better Beyond Sunday. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday. <laughs>